Padres, come out and play. Exciting news, we've also launched our Instagram page for the podcast, so just make sure you give, give us a follow there at the Deep Fryer Podcast on Instagram. We are interacting with all of you. Just make sure to follow. That is very, very important. And like as many pictures of you as you want, shoot us messages, and just interact interact with us there. We are on there pretty much on a regular basis. I feel like we're re- refreshing the page about every hour or so. So we're following back. Just make sure it gives a shout out, show some love. Now, baseball is back, and I cannot be more excited. But it's definitely not the baseball we're used to seeing, right? There are one big issue is that there are no fans in the stands from the experience watching from home. I know they're piping in crowd noise for us local San Diegans. They've actually teamed up with San Diego Studios. If you guys are familiar with San Diego Studios, Studios, they are a video game engineering company and they make MLB The Show. So for you MLB The Show fans, the crowd noise that you're hearing is actually probably the same crowd noise you hear on your MLB The Show 2020. But yeah, it's definitely different. It's definitely a different experience, but the definitely experience of not seeing fans fans in the stands, but the experience of actually watching it online um, at home, it, it's actually pretty awesome. There's a couple maybe hiccups where, you know, they hit a pot fly, crowd goes crazy, or it's not necessarily aligned with what's actually happening in the game itself. But for the most part, I think they nailed it. And I actually really enjoyed it. And to me, it didn't really change the uh, watching at home experience. So the no fans is huge. Next thing is very different. We are running a 60-game schedule that is regional-based, so we are not flying across the country to play the Central or the East Coast teams. Uh, we are still having interleague play, but we're just doing it from a regional standpoint. So American League, National League still matters, uh, but we are primarily playing teams only in the West region, American League and National League. Our schedule, I will be honest, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's pr- Probably ideal. So Friar Faithful, my friends, this is a really good situation for us to be in. We start off the season playing the Diamondbacks, which we just ended the series yesterday. It is 6.30 in the morning right now that I'm talking to you on Tuesday the 28th. So uh, season ended. Uh, the series ended yesterday, and we killed it huge we're going to talk about that we're going to get it right into it but we played dynamax to the diamondbacks to open the series and then we head to san francisco which is huge because that should be a fairly easy series so coming right back to back division rivals and then after that we play the rockies the dodgers so the first part of our season is pretty stacked so if we start off hot 
and really start create some separation between us and our division rivals. The rest of the season is pretty realistic. We face Houston Astros, I think, twice. Um, the Rangers, I believe, twice. And then we end the season playing the Mariners, the Angels, and the Giants again. Three teams that should be relatively easy to get through, and we should come out winning each of those series. So if we're in a good spot going into the middle of the season, game 30, game 40, I'm pretty confident that we can make the playoff, especially now with the playoff expansion, which is crazy. 16 teams versus 10. Uh, I get it. They're trying to make up some of the lost revenue they they they're losing for not having a 162 game season. That is completely their fault. I think we should have had baseballs back since January. But obviously, our sport that we love is full of politics that we just cannot avoid. So, unfortunately, it's money over money over fans, right? And, and that's literally the game we play. Uh, let's get into it. So opening series against the Diamondbacks, once again, a division rival. And we had Chris Paddock on the mound, the sheriff himself. He has been, there's been a lot of talk about his new repurposed curveball. And we saw him throw it a few times. I believe he only threw it about four or five different times. He didn't, didn't look like he had a lot of confidence in it. But at the end of the day, his bread and butter Fastball changeup are just nasty, and he threw six shutout innings in the game. Chris Paddock absolutely killed it. He's been wanting to be an opening day starter. That's been on his bucket list, and he finally got it. So shout out to Chris Paddock. Uh, excited just to see what's going to happen. I am willing to bet that Chris Paddock, by the time his career is over, is going to win at least one Cy Young. This guy's just getting better and better at every single game he pitches. Work ethics there. So, yeah. So, we're definitely going to see this guy win a, win a few Cy Youngs before his career is over. Uh, probably a few within the next – probably within the next five years, we'll see him at least get one under his belt. Uh, another thing that was awesome to see coming out of game one is Hosmer. So, Hosmer getting a huge hit off of Bumgarner, taking him out of the game. Three RBIs. That was huge. So, if you guys know, Hosmer struggles against lefties. Not just struggles, like he's horrible against lefties. But something's different. Some of the vibes different. He seems a little more confident, a little more comfortable up there. Uh, maybe some of these players actually are actually in a better situation because there are no fans. So maybe those pressure situations don't necessarily feel that much more pressure. They're not getting that much more pressure from those situations. I don't know. I don't care. Hosmer, he's doing a great job right now. If you guys remember, he got he hit that double off the wall. And drove in three runs. Two innings later, came back, same exact situation, bases loaded, hits another double, this time off the left field wall, and clears the bases again. So, huge night for him. Tied the Padres record for most RBIs in opening game, opening day, and I believe also tied his career record of most RBIs in a single game. So, six RBIs from a man, two doubles, and oh wait, guess what? He also had a single earlier in the game. So, my guy just wreaking havoc after the first game or during the first game another cool notable thing is uh tommy fam got his first hit first rbi first win as a padre tommy fam's uh, attribution we got over the over 
the offseason and already paying dividends. So, Tommy Fam, excited to see it. All right, so now we're going to get into game two. And one of the things that uh, really kind of stood out to me was um, Hosmer was out of the lineup in game two. They claimed it was a non-COVID related illness, which to me sounds like he was just celebrating a little too hard the night before, uh, maybe a little hungover from celebrating his six RBI and, uh, of course, winning the big contributing factor to winning the home opener. Non-related COVID illness uh, sounds more like a little hungover, but yeah, to each their own. But game two, game two was awesome. Denelson Lamette, so we really got to see him unload, pitched another six shutout innings. We, as a fan base, should really rally behind our pitchers. And to be honest, Denelson Lamette's just nasty. He is somebody who can potentially be an ace and on any other team. He just obviously hasn't been healthy. He had Tommy John coming back. I think he's going to have a monster season. If this was a 162-game season, he would have gone completely off. And unfortunately, the world is not going to see what we know of Donelson Lamette to be until really in 2021 when he unloads. But as of right now, he's going to slow. He's just going to creep up on people. People are going to underestimate him. And essentially, we're rocking as if we have two aces because this guy's just nasty. And then Richards being our third coming off of Tommy John. So Daniel and I always talk about how pitchers are coming back better better after Tommy John, right? They're pitching faster. The curveball's back. They're, everything's just more confident. So Tommy John surgery has come a long way. And having our top three pitchers all have coming off of Tommy John surgery, it's a scary thought when you think about it from just that standpoint. But these guys are coming back better than ever. So I'm confident that the three are, are one, two, three. And Paddock, Lamette, and Richards are going to be consistent. They're going to be healthy, and they're going to be awesome. So Lamette, just nasty. If you guys saw his slider, just gross, completely drops out of the zone. It, it is completely unfair. So Denelsa Lamette pitched a great game. We won with the contribution of Myers and Machado. Myers really came up clutch, had a two-run bomb or three-run bomb, which is first uh, first home run of the of the series first home run of the season and then Machado just to put a just put a wrapper ribbon around the game but also comes up and hit he hit a two-run bomb a little side note here Edward Olivares got his first career hit it was a double down the line and the dude can run he started right field that day I think Olivares is going to be here for a very very long time we traded away Franchi Cordero because of Olivares was really proving to AJ Preller and the coaching staff that he was ready to be up, uh, be up on, on the major league roster. So we got rid of Franchi uh, just to make room for this guy, and uh, he has not disappointed. Plays great defense. He's a terror on the bases, and obviously can hit. Dude got a double. So shout out Olivares. Congratulations on your first hit. And once again, Padres went two and zero coming off the line and went into our game three and we ended up losing game three uh richards pitched a great game don't get me wrong we didn't lose because of bad pitching uh we just didn't capitalize we just made mental mistakes mental errors first one coming out of the second i believe it was the second inning the their pitcher had just walked three straight batters in a row to get the bases loaded and myers should have totally taken advantage of that situation he just sat back waited for his pitch but unfortunately he got a little antsy and i think he was trying to do a repeat of what 
he did the the day prior and really caught himself uh i believe it was a breaking ball that he just pretty much slammed into the ground and they got themselves out of that inning but if if once again if we would have just been a little more patient we would have capitalized on that uh there's a few other situations i believe Tatis as well we had first and third and Tatis left two people on base he pretty much struck out looking got a little upset which is kind of scary to think that if he would have gone if he was i believe he was aiming his anger towards the opposing pitcher and not the umpire but it was just a scary moment for myself when I first saw him turn around and start um, screaming something uh, across the diamond because I thought he was screaming at the umpire. And the last thing we need right now in this short season is a player to get ejected or potentially even worse, suspended um, for multiple games due to temper tantrums. So uh, Fernando Tatis, he's such an easygoing guy. I don't suspect this guy uh, being being a an issue at all, but... Once again, every we all have our days, and it was just a just a, a scary moment. But uh, under control, nothing happened, nothing came of it. He's still still playing. So, what I loved about this loss, though, is although we didn't capitalize on the situations that we needed to, uh, we still stuck to the game plan. We were patient at the plate. We drew so many walks, so many full counts. And in reality, like that's exactly what we need to be do. What we need to do, if you guys recall, last year, uh, I mean, there are games that we would literally strike out 12, 14 times in a game, which one made made the game go really slow, and two, uh, very boring, and and three, very disappointing in our in our players in our team. Almost embarrassing at how many times we would strike out in the games, and a lot of those strikeouts really came from um, from Mid Reyes and. Uh, Hunter Renfro, you know, they're, you know, they're either home run or strike, home run or K and, and seeing the, the approach that the team is taking now. And once again, even though we lo- we're losing, we're making, we're being competitive and uh, we even had a chance. Cronenworth came up. Uh, if you guys remember Cronenworth, he came, he came over in the Tommy Pham trade. He is the two-way player. He apparently pitches and plays the field all over the infield, can play a little bit of outfield as well, but he came up. Um, in a pinch run situation and got an opportunity to hit and kept us in the game and kept the little rally going. But unfortunately, Myers struck out to end the game. Of course, baseball will find you and make a joke of you if you aren't ready and you aren't prepared. But uh, Cronenworth came up and he was definitely prepared. He was definitely ready. He had a double down the line, got an RBI and got us a little closer um, rather than being down by two, drove in a run. And we ended up losing the game 4-3 once again because Meyer struck out. But it's okay. We dust ourselves off and we show up to the next game. And this one was huge. It was a come-from-behind win. So not only are we showing resiliency, but it's a come-from-behind win. Uh, we had Lucchese on the mound. Lefty. This lineup, this Amer- this Diamondbacks lineup, crushes lefties. I believe they were top five last year against lefties. Top five batting average against lefties and on base percentage. So... Uh, going up against Lucchese, I thought that was an interesting interesting way to go. But then again, they just saw three righties in a row. So why not throw the lefty out there so I completely get it? I'm not going to judge Tingler's decision-making at this point. He So far, he's done an amazing job. But it was a come-from-behind win. It was huge. So we had a huge rally, and it started off with Profar. So Profar drew a base on balls. Uh, Myers got a double, so it became second and third. Garcia came up and had a huge bunt single. So not only he was just trying to do a safety squeeze, driving a run, and um, 
my guy got a single, got an RBI off a of bunt, which is huge. And I think that's when when things are going right, they're going right, you know. And, and I think that was a big turning point, that bunt single coming in to tie the game. And then Francisco Mejia came up and immediately gets hit by a pitch. And then our young guy, our rookie, in his second game, comes up and just singles. It was a huge hit because it was it was a single to take the lead. So we went we took the lead three two, and then of course Tatis comes up and just has a huge uh, triple. So the outfielders were actually playing in because they didn't want their if a single came in they were definitely coming to the plate if someone was going to tag up was you know shallow pot fly. So they're playing a little bit more shallow. So this ball that he hit should have technically been more. Maybe a single, maybe a double, but just due to the way they were positioned, they were playing. The ball actually got past the shortstop. I believe was I believe their shortstop is Ahmed, and then got past the, just went straight into the gap and it rolled all the way to the wall. Just once again, the way the the fielders were playing, outfielders were in, and the ball just got past them. So that these and his wheels, he got all the way around, cleared the bases. Um, and really was a difference maker there. So that these is definitely the spark plug. We know that he's the one that got, got the game going on game one. He got the team going, got that huge devil. Then Hosmer came up and hit that bomb. So yeah, this team, this team is just amazing right now. They're playing, they're playing as a team. We're playing small ball. We're playing the long ball a little bit. Grisham, of course, you know, someone who's not necessarily known for the, for home runs and known for wheels. We know he can hit home runs because last year, uh, numbers that he's had and then the most home runs he's ever put up uh, but we didn't know if that was just going to be a gimmick or if that's just or if that's going to be his new his new type of game but we know he could slap the ball around we know he's got speed we know he's got defense but he literally turned on on a fastball inside and just slammed it i believe it almost went to this, uh second deck but it definitely was one of the longer that i've seen so far this season so um grisham my guy, in the words of Mud, it, it was a no doubter. Uh, it was a Gwen Stefani no doubt home run. So, no doubt, Gwen Stefani. Shout outs to Mud and Orsillos. Hilarious, hilarious announcers. Um, so, I love watching the game. They make the game very, very fun, very interesting for all of us, especially now that uh, we kind of need a little bit more interaction right watching the game. We're not having, uh, not having any crowd shots or anything. We are seeing some some big head you know posters of the players families and stuff but uh, no actual fans so here are my three takeaways from this weekend series right so it's a four game series we took it three one we are in first place in the western division in the national league we have one of the better records and one of the best records in baseball sitting at three one um but here are my three takeaways hosmer is raking can he be healthy can he keep it consistent if that is, if this is the Hosmer where you can expect all year and moving forward, this is the Hosmer that we're paying, that we're paying for. This is the Hosmer that Preller got because this is what we need from him. We need him to be a leader in the dugout, in the locker room. We know he does that. We know he is that, but now he just needs to be a leader on the field and with his numbers and he's come up clutch. And so far, so good this season. So shout out to Hosmer. Keep it up, man. So that's point number one. Point number two is Jerickson Profar. Now, this guy only got, I believe, got two hits in the series, but he drew five walks. And I believe two of those two of those walks came with pitch counts over 10. So even though he didn't necessarily get the biggest hits, didn't necessarily drive in a lot of runs, he was always in the thick of it. He put himself, placed himself in positions so that the people around him can be successful. 
He was always in the thick of it, and and I loved it. I loved the at bats. I love you could see the the focus. You could see the the frustration when you know he he thought he didn't get some calls that he thought he should have gotten. Uh, but at the end of the day, Profar, if he does what he's doing right now and he keeps it up, Profar is going to be a big reason why we're going to be successful, and that's a huge huge uh, win in my book. So shout out to Profar Jerkson. Keep it up, man. My girlfriend, every single time you come up to bat, she just screams, Yudi. Uh, I don't can't really say it like how she said it, but I promise you it's a lot funnier than that. And anyway, so we talked about those walks, but the big theme of this entire series that I really kind of took away is plate discipline. Um, so I know Tingler has, they showed the pitching machine, pitching machine. Tingler's been working on plate discipline with the team. So once again, last year, this team used to strike out all the time, 12 to 14 strikeouts in a game embarrassing this time this is a completely different team on the instagram page i said these are not your parents padres this is a very very different team this team's very different very the feels different the vibe is different they're more confident you can just see it and when they're up to bat when they're on the plate when they're on deck um, there's just a swag to them that just really it resonates and, and you can genuinely see it so these guys drew 27 walks in four games there are 27 outs in one game of baseball. So they technically walked an entire game because of their plate discipline. They had 40 plus, over 40 full counts within a four game series. That's, if you divide that up, that's at just plain 40. That's 10 full counts in a game. What does that do for the starting pitchers, right? What does that do for the people, the person on deck? What is it, right? What does that do for the opponent's bullpen? They have to go in there sooner, right? You eat up arms, you eat up these pitch counts, and all of a sudden you put yourselves in positions where you're to be successful. Pitchers are more likely to leave things over the plate if you're battling, if they're tired, and you put yourself in a position to be successful, to drive in RBIs and to win games. And that was a huge, huge takeaway that I saw. And to me, the theme of this series is plate discipline. Now, today it's Tuesday and we're going to go see um, today we're going to we play against the Giants who just took two away from the supposedly best team in baseball, the Dodgers. They upset them and took two and split the series 2-2. Now, they're riding high, but so are we. And if we go in there and just sweep these guys 1-2-3 and come back, that's going to be a huge win. It's going to put us in a, in a premium spot, but we cannot let off the gas. At the end of the day, the Dodgers are the Dodgers, and they're going to Dodger. They're going to home run. So they're going. To, they're literally going to hit home runs, and that's going to drive them into the postseason. It's home run or nothing with these guys, it's what it seems like, right? I believe a reporter or someone called them the new evil empire. Uh, for myself, they've always been the evil empire. I'm sure it has been for a lot of you Friar faithful as well. So here's where I'm at. We're in a position to really create some separation between us and the Dodgers and the rest of the uh, Western Division. What needs to happen? We need to continue continue to, to have plate discipline. Our rookies need to step up the way they have been. Our premier players need to step up the way they have been. And really need to start seeing some consistency out of Myers. I've said it before. I'm a fan of Myers. He just needs to prove it. He just needs to prove it. And I think he's in a situation right now to, to come in and genuinely... Uh, make a difference on this ball club and earn that money that we were paying him that he's that he's getting 
same thing for uh, Hosmer. I love Hos. Love who he is. Love him as a person. Keep doing what you're doing. We are going to go to the postseason. We have our chances have increased since the extended playoff. Um, there's a lot going on in the world of baseball right now, and but ignoring all that, if we do get to a playoff season, we're going to get there as long as we do what we're doing and what we've seen out of this first series. Now, so this COVID situation is pretty tough. The Marlins have over 14 players and staff come back positive for the coronavirus. They've recently just they just finished a series with the Philadelphia Phillies. They've postponed the the series that the Phillies are going to have with the Yankees just due to testing, and they have to test. But and I, they've also postponed the series that the Marlins are supposed to have with the Orioles. The Marlins had also just finished a series with the Atlanta Braves. So this stuff spreads like wildfire, and it is crazy to think that so soon in the season, after the first weekend, all of a sudden we have we have a team that's pretty much infested with coronavirus and it's one of those things that we shouldn't take lightly um this is this can spread quickly and unfortunately can really ruin this baseball season uh i know manfred came out this morning and said that everything's fine this is not worst case scenario for them and they're going to work through it so hopefully we still get baseball but let's me i in my opinion i'd rather do it the right way and if these guys like if we if baseball and the mlb and the players union cannot do it in a in a responsible way then it shouldn't happen. And that this is me, that, that that hurts me to say, but at the same time, I'd rather have baseball for years to come than ruin it just for just for a money grab because this is really what it feels like right now. But at the end of the day, it's baseball. Padres are here. Padres are doing great. So I'm sure we're going to get through it. We're pretty resilient here in San Diego. So anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at OMFG. It's Hav. Once again, that's OMFG. It's J-A-V. And don't forget to follow the Instagram page for the podcast at the Deep Fire Podcast on Instagram. Uh, shoot us a message, give some likes, show some love, and we will definitely show some love back. And appreciate it. Uh, go Pods. Let's talk soon.